Kelly. Yay! This is FOH. It's my birthday. Special birthday edition. We just live popped champagne. What other kind of deluxe podcast would do that for you? Yeah, and we're not talking sparkling wine. This ain't no Prosecco, baby. No, bitch, this ain't cava. It's real ass champagne. Okay, from France, y'all. We might have already had a couple glasses. Of sparkling from Germany. You're right. It wasn't champagne. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Specificity. I'm Lillian. I'm Lillian Devane. I'm Kelly Sullivan. And this is FOH, um, a service industry podcast. Mm-hmm. And yeah, special occasion. We're feeling fun. Yes, it's my birthday. Um, thank you for listening. Uh, welcome. And yeah, let's start off with some service stories from the week sure. um i told lillian lillian was like do you want to record on your birthday i said yeah i was thinking about going to the beach she just texted me back the word oh <laughs> i was like okay so we're recording i got it you twisted it all around <laughs> it, that's not fair but i'll let you go for it because it's your birthday you can win this that one. did literally happen but you know what happened before know, that okay okay um so <sighs> bless you thank you this week, um, I had some fun experiences mm-hmm. out in restaurants. Um, I went out for my boyfriend's birthday. We went out and did like an old school New York day day and night on the town, which was I know. very fun. It looked very chic. Thank you. That's all I want is for people on Instagram to say, your life, amazing. I was, I didn't realize you were going to do your full look at the museum and I saw it on Ted's Instagram and I was like, oh. What it do you really, mean? Like, I was like, oh, she's fancy. Oh, because we went out for the whole day. You got to yeah. dress. You got to think about day and night. Day I know. And night. I know. But I, I I, didn't. I thought you would have a. I thought you would go out for the day and then go back home. So you had your night outfit at the museum. And I was like, it was very striking. Oh, thank you. Mm-hmm. Well, it's it was a, you know, it was just being practical. Mm-hmm. So anyways, we went to, yeah, we went to the museum. We went to Central Park. And then we went to Bemelman's, which is like a famous um, hotel in the Hotel Carlisle. Very fancy. It's uh, if you guys are uh, fans of sexual predators, Woody Allen plays there every Tuesday. So you guys can go check out mm-hmm. Woody Allen playing his old timey ragtime, whatever the fuck. Yeah. But that's not why I went. Um, it's just a famous place. And you go. It's one of those places. In a, and I love hotel bars so much for this because so like. A price of a martini was like 25 bucks. So initially you're like, ugh, that's a lot. But you sit down, they give you a a tri, not trifold, but like a... Tri-cup thing? Yeah, it's like one of those things with like, there's a long handle and there's yeah. three little separate plates mm-hmm. and there's just crunchy, salty snacks. Remember on Mad Men when Pete gets the chip and dip? And he's yeah. Like, it's a chip and dip. It's a ch- and I, he's, I love Pete's attitude towards <laughs> the chip and dip. It's really endearing. Yeah. It's one of the only times Pete Campbell is endearing. I Do you know Vincent Carlisle is like a back to the land freak who like doesn't own a toilet? The gentleman who started Carlisle Hotel? No, Vincent. Is that his name? The guy who plays Pete. Oh, I don't know. That's a um, funny yeah. coincidence, though. Yeah. I can see that for him. His face is very untrustworthy. Vincent, it, Vincent Catheter? He's something got, like that. He's got a bunker face. Yeah. Anyway. Anyways, so, but the hotel is great. So it's like you say, oh, it's an expensive martini, but they'll make you a martini and then, or whatever you would like. And then on the side, they'll give you like a full second drink and a little like, um, 
don't know what do you call it. Like not a vial, but it's like a second little. It's like a. It's a. It's a tiny carafe. It's a carafe. It's a tiny carafe. Exactly. Sorry. A couple glasses of wine, and I my vocabulary goes out the window. Oh, my God. A little carafe, and it's in a little iced container. So they yeah. put a carafe in it's, ice. It's like a Johnny Rockets, where you get like the milkshake. <laughs> you know, like you get the milkshake in the metal sleeve. For those of you unfamiliar, with the Carlisle <laughs> with, Hotel with carafes, you might remember from Johnny Rockets. <laughs> So so you get essentially two drinks in mm-hmm. one, a plate of salty snacks, I'm in high heaven, and then everyone oh, yeah. there is wearing like old school, like full blazers, brass buttons, a bow tie. Yeah. But I, I will say it's not like... I'm not like a fancy person and I, and I sometimes I get a little self-conscious when I'm in places that I feel are too fancy for me. Sure. But I didn't even feel that way there. It just felt like old and like well-worn and like mm-hmm. you know i don't know it was interesting i didn't yeah. feel uncomfortable there you're also a blonde white woman yeah that's true i'm like i don't know why but no I'm one like, batted an eye right at me. In. <laughs> <laughs> who can say <laughs> but you know what i mean I anyways um so, but I talked to the, the bartender there because I'm always so curious about like different kind of bartending jobs. And he was like a Gen X rocker dude. Yeah. So I was like, I get your story. His name, well, I won't say his name, but um, but he was in a union. He's like, we're in local six. This job is amazing. Like I've been here for 20 years, which I was like, did you start here when you were like, I mean, he know, was 15 in years. a band, <laughs> yeah. you know? Um, he's like, everyone stays here until they're like, elderly essentially yeah. it's like everyone dies working not during the shift but <laughs> i should hope not <laughs> i mean mid shake mid shake they just keel over but i was like i just wondered you know i'm not gonna ask how much exactly they make but i was like i wonder it must be like what 35 an hour plus i'm sure vacation plus, like, tips incidental. yeah i mean because they get tipped on everything too it's like oh, god i love that i know and i was like man what kind of life you could lead with that sort of like stability in an Mm -hmm. industry job is so interesting to me yeah I mean I think that union I mean unions are also like it protects older people from the sort of like moors of like trendiness of like we want to have hot people because that happens often in bars oh yeah they ask for your headshot yeah they ask for for a job and then they'll just what they'll do often in the service industry instead of firing you outright they'll um just reduce your shifts so you're like oh okay i guess i have one shift this week and then you're like i'm gonna quit because i have to get another job so it's like a union protects you against that which is really cool and why old people are allowed to work at that bar i want an old person to make me a martini yeah you know lena dunham in the first season of girls what happened it's a thing she wants some she's one of the episodes is she's just looking for old people yeah pretty much (laughs) gross okay i was thinking about following her on twitter i unfollowed her on twitter i mean i unfollowed her on twitter years ago but i was thinking about refollowing her on twitter yeah maybe it's her time I feel like she's having a redemption arc for me. Really? Yeah. Okay. I could see that for you personally. Yeah. <laughs> because? <Yes>. For me? <laughs> because? Explain. Uh, people who know me in real life know I'm going through a breakup right now. Mm-hmm. So I'm relating to Lena Dunham's impulse to tweet her ex constantly. Yeah. Um, I don't think that's healthy, but it's good I to have role, role models. Thank you. I mean, I'm sure she has a therapist. 
Oh, yeah. I don't. Yeah. So I'm going to model her behavior because I know someone's guiding her. Right, exactly. Why don't you do that with me? I have a therapist. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. That's fine. Uh, Yeah, I'm going through a breakup. It sucks. Everyone should get married and just never break up. Yeah, but I I think it's kind of, I kind of I think it's fun to have a breakup sometimes. Do you? <laughs> Just cuz I buy myself so many presents and then everyone's like, "Let's hang out, girl." And it's like fun. I mean, you're very sad, but you lose weight. I haven't noticed anything <laughs> ticking off the old scale. Jesus Christ. All right. Well, um, no, I'm uh I'm not happy with it. I also, um, it is like, it opens up an unbelievable amount of time to be not in a relationship. And I'm like, what do I do? Right. I've been watching Ink Master. Is that a tattoo show? Yes. It's David Navarro is the host of a um, competition style tattoo show. Woof. It's on, on Sp- it's hosted on Spike. I knew, I thought, okay, first of all, of course. <laughs> yeah. Second of all, I thought they were like a defunct is it like rerun? Like that that doesn't exist anymore. Isn't no, there's a, there's a season airing literally right now. I Perhaps that, right now. I, <laughs> I thought that company went under. Um, okay, well, I'm wrong. I don't know. It's yeah. fine. I'm happy to be wrong Ink about Ink Master's still out there. I'll tell Ink you that Ink Master's much. raging hard. Yeah, so I'm watching a lot of Ink Master. Good for them. And they, me. And you. <laughs> and me. Today we celebrate you, Kelly, and all of your various vices. Uh, anyway i made kelly four kinds of salad today as a celebration it was awesome honestly it was great well i i said i'm gonna have a stepmom spread for you a ladies who lunch stepmom style which means something that you both would want to eat as a stepmom and something that you would be upset by as a child if your stepmom if your stepmom made it for you so and it's been a hit for me (laughs) i've loved it i'm not kidding great and we're going on a ghost tour later. Which I'm very excited yes. about. One of my favorite things to do in the whole world. Yeah. I love so ghost tours. Excited. Mostly because the tour guide is usually the best part of the, the ghost tour. Yeah. I already got like a very specific email from a woman named probably like Maureen or something. And she's like, I'll be wearing an orange scarf in Times Square and I'll meet you exactly at 720. And I was I like, cannot, perfect. I cannot wait to meet Maureen. I know. Um... Cool. Okay. Well, this week we are talking about <laughs> moving on. Moving on. Uh, this week we're talking about robots slash cash only businesses. Okay. Cash exclusive. I don't know. A lot are of we? Stuff. I thought we could bring it in. Okay. Yeah. yeah. We'll we'll fold it in. Um, basic- um, cash exclusionary is what I meant. Cash exclusionary businesses. Okay. That rolls right off the tongue. I don't. What do you call it? Credit only. Um. I don't know. No, what do you call it? No cash, I guess. No cash allowed here. Places. Hey, no cash allowed here. It was a buck with a slash through it. It says the buck stops here, but like not in the way that Truman meant, like in the way like we don't take that. Yeah, it's like get the fuck out of here. Right. Yeah, I think that applies. Yeah, basically uh, limiting and excluding labor from right. restaurants. That's what we want to talk about. Yeah, that's the main crux. Cute dude. Um, I think we've been thinking about this for, I mean, it's something that is like sort of becoming, I mean, honestly, it feels like a lot of like, it's a cool thing to write an article about. I don't know how like 
much of a driving force or like issue it is really, but it is something interesting to talk about and it is actually happening in smaller ways. It's not as like glamorous or sexy as actual robots, but the robot thing is both hilarious and terrifying to me personally. It ain't Westworld yet. I mean, there's an article um, in the New York Times recently about a hotel in Japan. Yeah. About a hotel in Japan that has... um, And it's the thing is, like, there's a difference between um, robots and, like, mechanical whatever the fuck's... Automation. Automation, right. There's a difference between robots and automation in that, like, robots are often for gimmicks, for, like... I thought you when you started saying often, I thought you were going to say, robots are awesome. Listen, (laughs) you know me, Lillian Devane, number one fan of robos... I mean, if you could get, like, a little C-3PO at every, like, you know, that'd be cool. Just to be like, you're being an idiot. I'd be like, damn (laughs) it. (laughs) Like, instead of being like, scan the item again, or, like, whatever. Like, that's automation. I want robots. Yeah, robots tend to sit, you think they have their own personalities. Right. Programmed. Programmed. Program personality. But I'm saying in in what we're talking about, robots are often used for a gimmick or for um, like media attention and not for practical purposes in this way of like a hotel in Japan has uh, robot, <laughs> robot dinosaur bellhops. So I want you to imagine right before your life ends in Jurassic Park when you're about to be consumed by a raptor and you look up and a raptor has this look on its face it's both menacing and somehow welcoming but also has a tiny bow tie and a little bellhop hat on that's what's greeting you at this hotel if you stop moving they don't see you yeah you have to stand completely still put your bags down slowly and then another more amiable dinosaur will come and take the bags away. But the raptor <laughs> is going to, you're going to want to stay completely still and just mouth your room number to another dinosaur. Right. It's not efficient, but it is interesting. It's um, so funny. So actually, we were reading an article in the Atlantic about, specifically Japan has has gone into robots besides the dinosaurs, uh, has started using robots in labor and the article was saying that um, it's because Japan has a really low unemployment rate. Right. And they, sorry, I'm pulling it up right now. That's right. Just talking to the Mikey, if you can. Okay. Jesus Christ. Um, So Japan has a lot less uh, unemployment than the U S does. And I think, also probably higher wages. Yeah. I can only imagine. Yeah. A, it's an island and living on an island is always more expensive. And then uh, also I just imagine everywhere else in the world has better wages than the US. But then also this guy was like, <clears throat> it takes, he says, it speculates 70% of the jobs at Japan's hotels will be automated in the next five years, which is nuts. I don't believe that. And he says, it takes a year or two to get your money back, but since you can work them 24 hours a day and they don't need vacation, eventually it's more cost efficient to use the robot. That's what this whole thing is. It's always that. Well, I think just that's indicative of how people want to work laborers. Of course. Which is gross. Which is gross. Yeah. I mean, that's like, I mean, it's, I'm torn between this is definitely, because it's also like, I read this thing that was like, 
the prices of like the actual mechanics of these things have fallen so greatly. So yeah. like since like 2005, it's like 40% cheaper to create these robots that flip burgers or whatever. Right. So like that is a real thing that's happening. And that change I feel like is maybe imminent in those jobs, which they also say like, Oh, we're just creating robots that do the jobs that are dangerous and 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 grudging for yeah. humans to do. I so also, it's like there was someone who was specifically about burgers, like burger flipping. I used to work at Shake Shack, and I remember people being like, "I know I'm the best grill cook," and like people, it was like like a funny thing, like where you're like, "I know I'm the best grill cook. I know I make the best burger in this place." And then he was like, "Yeah, no one wanted to work the grill." I was like, "I don't think that's true." Like people take pride, and you're like, "I'm pre- because it is like." Like you're preparing the product and it you can take so it's a skill. It's weird to me is like I mean, the thing is is that like obviously like there's like sort of conditions to like the way that we want to labor as humans, but like most people like having work to do because it is fulfilling and being able to like take pride in something you sure make is like a special and important thing not to be like fucking hokey about it but it was like the idea that like he was like yeah nobody wanted to work through i was like no probably you were like fucking them over of course well i think too you have to take into consideration it's like i think the part of the thing too is that all of the people who make these products and who make pos systems and who make all of these quote-unquote streamlined have never worked in the service industry in their lives. They're tech bros. They're yeah. MIT yeah. dudes. And I say dudes because that's the majority of, of who it is. But so it's like, do you not take into consideration, like, for example, different personality types yeah. and different because these people are people. And so yeah. certain people might actually really enjoy saying, yeah, I make these these fries or these whatever, like the I, I make them so perfectly and I get to see people enjoy them. Yeah. Do you not think about how that might be something that someone gets a, gratification? Yeah, out I of? think people do like there's a difference between someone saying like hey I don't enjoy this work and saying like hey I'm not gonna do this work for 650 an hour right and you saying that that's them not wanting to do the work is a very different thing than them saying like I have a fundamental right to be able to support myself on this work that's so true you know absolutely right you're you're right it's like or people don't want to do this job because they can't live on it yeah as opposed to like they hate the work that it's inherently debasing right there's no work that's i mean that's something like i think we talked about last night that you like that jeffrey owen story really affected you oh my god um like there's no work that's inherently debasing it's just like the conditions of the work Exactly. And yeah, someone said to me last night, actually, they were like, yeah, I mean, the work you do is, you know, it's you're a servant. And I was like, they're like, it sounds like it's like humiliating. Basically, they're like, the work you do is humiliating. And I was like, I actually don't find it to be humiliating. No, I mean, truly, like, I think <laughs> like both of us, I think like we love the work we do. It's just like it's a condition. It's conditional. It's outside conditions to what we do, so A, there's that in automation. B, so <clears throat> this is something that I was, um, so this is the part that I didn't reveal to you that I'm going to do, but this is a an essay called Brown versus Ferguson from EndNotes, which is a, like a journal, blah, blah, whatever, like leftist fucking 
bullshit. Okay. Um, just kidding. Um, but they were talking about, um, so this is about Ferguson and it's talking about like the obsolescence of people. Yeah. So I think this is when people are, um, against automation. It's again, it's not this issue of like, I mean, there's sort of like this idea of like old man yells at cloud. Right. Of like, we hate machines, but it's not that it's like this idea of like the obsolescence of people. And this is an essay that's talking about, um, so he's talking about um, how automation and the destruction of unions in manufacturing yep. led to the rise of the prison industrial complex because basically you created this class of people whose labor was obsolete yep. and then what do you do with them? Right. And the only thing to do was to lock them away and like completely exclude them from society and so I think that is true. Some Like when people are like, what does automation mean? It's like literally that. And he says, the author of this is John Kleeg and Robert Lucas. Obviously British people. It's disgusting. Mm. Um, just when the civil rights was promising to liberate black people from discrimination in the workplace, automation was killing the very jobs which they had, from which they had been previously excluded. Wilhelm Pink painted a dystopian future that has proved eerily prophetic. He warned the African-Americans were in danger of sharing the fate of American Indians, heavily segregated, condemned to the perpetuity, to perpetually high levels of poverty and dwindling birth, birth rates, an obsolete population doomed to demographic decline. Jesus. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. I mean, I think that that's like, there's like something to... Like, I think there are, um, there are jobs that people are sort of like resistant to doing. And there are like things that I think automation could improve. But then it's also like, if you don't do it with like a consciousness of class and a consciousness of humanity, yeah, you're, which is what tech bros do because they, I mean, we've talked about it like, the atomization of society, and we've talked about it on this podcast, like this idea of like, I want to do things with as little contact with other people right. as possible. If you right. do that, right. like you, you know, you create this fucking. I mean, I read um, this statistic that says this food service um, industry now employs more, it counts for more jobs than manufacturing at this point. Yeah. So that like so in that sense we've shifted and, yeah, and so now we are like replaying yeah. this in an in another industry which yeah. is really interesting and terrifying. Yeah, and I read an article that was talking about that they were like, well, we shouldn't be afraid of technology because technology always like begets other roles. Like it replaces something but it creates sure. something. Sure. Sure. But they didn't acknowledge this like fucking problem of prisons which is like prisons in a broad sense have created a huge market mm -hmm. not only the labor that prisoners do but the labor of wardens fucking guards right parole officers like da 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 so it like creates this whole thing and so they're like yeah technology always creates these other jobs but the question then becomes like what are those roles and are those things that we fucking want in our society? Do you think that the robots that like help create human embryos are 
like disappointed in the robots that are burger flipping robots. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Those Japanese raptors are like, can you believe? Honestly, I look over, he's flipping 150 burgers an hour. Ugh. It is embarrassing for robots. I just wish he would go to robo college. Go to college. Get out of the the burger flipping industry. They're like, my God, they're like, there's no barrier for you. <laughs> Take out a loan, go to college. What is the problem? Yeah, I definitely think so. Yeah, I wonder how the hierarchy in oh their God. society goes. Yeah. Interesting. That would be interesting if, like, <laughs> um, robots did develop, like, some sort of, like, pathology, but then, like, could robots be the therapists of other robots, or would that be a necessary intervention of humans to, like, kind of analyze robots? Right. Yeah. That could actually be like, a fe- That could be a creation are there, of That's what I was going to say. Here. They're creating another field where <laughs> we have to help the burger-flipping robots feel better about their and lives. The, and, the, and the rich robots, we have to say, like... It's okay it's to be okay. a rich robot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can join the Scientology for robots. Yes. God. This is the industry they're creating. I, it's like this whole... Yep. Like, recreating this sort of, like, the, like, kind of guilt industrial complex that like white people yes, are I love constantly it. part of. Yeah. Yeah. Feeding into it. I love that idea. <sighs> I love robots. You know, I love robots. <laughs> Wait a second. I love robots. I didn't hear your weird little knucklehead. You- <laughs> what if we like debuted that we were like a little like and someone came like me well thank you mother. Yeah. Like, you know. like one of us was replaced by a robot. What do you mean? I was saying that like maybe we were like kind of engineers or something. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. The we w- had been working this whole time. The world's first robot podcast. Like, I'm sure that's going to be like a robot yeah. podcast. You can imagine that very easily. Yeah. Siri, <laughs> what if we just Siri, dictated- talk about dumbass shit and make a joke every once in a while. <laughs> Siri, get drunk, right? Like, that's what this <laughs> podcast episode is going to be. It's people are like, wait, these people are actually fucking crazy i know it's okay um yeah but that's i think those are all really good points and i think there is a fear of right like like uh, like the disappearing of like human contact is so real and is happening to us in our lifetime already yeah you know and it's like very very real and i think that that feeds on our fear when we look up and we say like i mean not to sound super old but when i go to travel now you know you you used to go and automatically you would be in a line and you would speak to someone who'd say okay here's your flight and Mm -hmm. here you go and now there's a kiosk and i'm not saying the kiosk is a hundred percent faster like absolutely and it's easy Mm -hmm. and it's fine but it is these like these things are being whittled away bit by bit and like how close to the center of our lives will they get will they be food and and like socialization is so important to us as humans that like will it get that far into us? Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I know, like, it's no, just, it's just I like think, a very... I think it's so important that we have ties to people who aren't dear to us in yes. a way. Yeah. Like, it's so important that we have to interact with people incidentally. Sure. That's, like, an important thing to humanity because that, like, grounds us in reality. Absolutely. 
and like and the idea of like winnowing away those relationships in favor of like an ATM or a kiosk is like that's really sad in a way that you would have this like self-selecting you can only communicate with your self-selected group absolutely and and I think we feel that too and and the more we interact with people of different classes in that way that like they have been able to do that and and the more money and the more power you have the more ability you have to create your own environment in whatever way you want and choose the people and the things you interact with because that's your luxury yeah and so that's why people are entitled that's also why i famously don't use ride sharing apps and and then it like really upsets me when I see like on Twitter people are like ugh my fucking Uber driver tried to talk to me it's like you've already tried to isolate yourself so far right. and then you think one person trying to say like how was your day you're like that's like too deep an encroachment it's like that's insane yeah uh, it's all nightmarish and bad for us yeah I think that's also like why like cash the no cash businesses I think are obviously trying to keep like banked people and people who I have... feel so strongly about this yeah it makes me so fucking angry it's 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 very evidently trying to keep poor people I fucking hate it and people who work for cash and undocumented people it's so clearly trying to keep them out of your business and so clearly trying to, or anyone who has to fucking panhandle for money, like it's so clearly just trying to be like. What, you don't want a busker not- who sings old timey <laughs> blues songs to be able to come in and buy a cookie, you piece of shit? <laughs> That's what I think. It's so crazy. It's so clearly that you're like, yeah, don't even enter. I want to say, I want to fucking call out. The one place I walk by on our on my way to work is uh, Milk Bar, which is like David Chang's dumbass bakery place coffee shop. Yeah. They have a bunch of locations. One, they have a product called mm, Crack Cookie or whatever the fuck. And I'm like, you burn in hell. Burn yeah. in hell. And it has a little trademark by Crack Cookie. I'm like, yeah. I, f- I cannot. You know who can trademark Crack? The CIA. Yeah, motherfuckers. Anyways, I go in one time, and it was a very weird thing. Also, when you say you are don't take cash, you're excluding crazy people like me who will sometimes just leave their wallet at home and then have a yeah, wad of sometimes cash. Sometimes as a saving strategy, I'll leave my <laughs> debit card at home. Absolutely insane, by you're, the way. You're excluding people with ADHD, and it's ableist. So <laughs> That is so true. So I walk, <laughs> I walk in, and I was like, Hey, can I just have like a, I was like, for whatever reason, I don't normally go to this place, but I just needed a cup of coffee. The place I was going to was right by it. And I was like, can I just have a cup of coffee? And they're like, sure. It's like two bucks or whatever. And I was like, cool. God, this is so weird, but I actually don't have my wallet. I just have cash. And they're like, yeah, we're cash only. And I looked at the barista. Cash free. Sorry. Yeah. Cash free. Right. And there I, are also a lot of places in New York that are cash only because obviously then you don't have to pay the processing fee for credit cards. Which I love. But, and I was like okay, cool. Well, I actually don't have, I just have cash. Yeah. And the motherfucking dumbass barista was just like, yeah, sorry. I was like, listen to me. 
Pocket you, it. You little 24-year-old Don't ring idiot. it in. You don't, th- do you not know how to scam a place you work for? I've been doing this Jesus my whole life. Christ. You don't ring it in. You take my goddamn money. You put it in your pocket. Hey, and now you, you got two bucks. You give me the coffee. What are you doing? If if I worked at a place like that, I would run a scam so profitable to myself. Oh, my I was so God. pissed. I was like, you little piece of shit narc. You can fucking die and burn in hell again. Yes. Burn I was hell. so mad. I was like, cool. I guess I just, you can pour this coffee down the drain now. Yeah, what are you going to do? Pour it back in the fucking fat I hate you. Ugh, God. I was so right. mad. And that's just like interactions like that where you're like, you can't even. Anyways, I just, it was just so, it was just this weird, like, like I'm used to people being apathetic in service jobs because they suck sometimes. And I understand being like, yeah, I don't know, man, that's the rule. But when yeah. it's like, like a weird overlord rule where you could be benefiting and you're not taking advantage of your shitty yeah. employer, I have no respect for you. No, that's so weird. Also, <laughs> I will say that fucking New York Times, the devil's own newspaper. <laughs> Imagine it getting thrown onto Satan's like <laughs> brimstone doorstep, and he shuffles out in sandals. He's like in his robe. He's like, he's got those like Adidas slides that everyone yeah, wears. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. He's like, don't talk to me till I've had my coffee. As one of those shirts. Yeah. <laughs> um, Satan's newspaper, the New <laughs> Times. They had an article recently on like un uncash businesses, whatever we're calling them okay. now, no cash, whatever. The devil's businesses. The devil's <laughs> businesses. Um, and literally, they spent most of the article talking about how it affected unbanked people, which is like people who politically don't use banks. <sighs> the guy on who who doesn't has who has a flip phone. Not on the grid, like a pay by, yeah, yeah, like a pay by minute. I think you're talking about a specific guy. I was like, who? No, no, no. I'm just saying a guy. We got a. We got He's a on co- Boost Mobile. A coffee can with cash. Yeah. Lives in a warehouse. Yeah. Like those are the people you want to protect. The Jesus. lamest people in society. Oh my God. I get it. I get it. You don't want to bank with Chase Manhattan, but it's called a credit union. Yeah, get a get a local bank. I bank local. It fucking sucks, and it's way harder <laughs> yeah. than any other bank you could be their in. But I do it. Branches are always in deranged locations, and their hours are from like one to three on Tuesday. They're always like, "Yeah, we don't have a website. I don't know what you are thinking." I was like, Damn "I bank it. with the bank that's for veterans, and its <laughs> head is in San Antonio, and it's so annoying. You like have to have a raccoon hat to get into." the bank yeah <laughs> like do you have a weird old stick you walk with you can be in the bank you can join our bank yeah they're always asking me weird questions like they're like now who's the true president of the republic and you just have to be like jefferson davis it's very weird it's very weird oh my god um what else can we add to this do you have anything else besides uh, Robocop. Oh, I wanted to talk about sort of like how this was linked to Andy, Andy Pudzer. Do you want to get into that? You can do it. Thank you. So Andy Pudzer was nominated for labor secretary. He's the owner of Carl's Jr. or something like that. I actually can't be bothered to look it up. Um, and his ex-wife said he was physically abusive to her, then recanted it. It was on Oprah. And I just think that's related to a sort of dehumanization of people. 
Mm, you mean because Carl's Jr. had like sexualized ads about cheeseburgers? No, 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 because no, he was physically abusive to his wife. And then he he's very publicly been like, I wish my store only had robots in it. Oh, I see. So some, yeah. something about automation related to... Well, for sure, sociopaths rule the world. And so yeah. therefore, they will be in the positions of power. Therefore, they want to replace humanity with robots. I don't right, see right, anything... Right. Okay, great. I'm with you. It all checks out. Yeah, if you can abuse humans and then say they're trash and I'm going to put a fucking piece Robot of metal in, in there, yeah, yeah. you know, I mean... The only thing I would be, I guess there's a lot of lessons to be learned from Carl's Jr. and the Terminator when we're thinking about a future of robots in that if a hot naked guy beams down in front of you. Do you think Arnold Schwarzenegger is hot? Honey, have you seen the Terminator? Not, I'm not talking about Arnold Schwarzenegger because he's also naked in it, but the other guy. Who remember. is her, the man she makes love with to create the leader of against the fucking machines, the rise, you know. Sarah Connors. Sarah Connor. <laughs> her son is John Connor. Okay, anyways, I'm just saying. Um, okay, so you want to fuck a robot? No, he's <laughs> not a robot. He's a rebel fighter from the future who comes back to defeat Arnold Schwarzenegger and save Sarah Connor. Come back from what? The future. Oh. Have you never seen Terminator? No, I've never seen it. Are you... We had this podcast. You're coming in not having seen uh, Terminator. And seen we're doing it. a whole podcast. We're doing a whole podcast about the future and robots. We're watching it right now. Oh, my God. I've seen other stuff about robots. Literally does not matter. I've Terminator seen- is one of my favorite movies of all time. Really? Yeah. It's one of the most amazing, perfect horror movies ever created. I've never seen it. Sarah Connor's a waitress in it. It's literally applicable to this entire podcast. Okay, so everyone, I guess, watched Terminator? Question mark? Uh, yes. <laughs> Not a question. Must. An absolute must. Uh, to be a citizen of the United States, I would say you must watch Terminator. Oh, my God. The coffee-champagne combo for me has really <laughs> rocketed my views in ways I didn't understand. <laughs> I have I've had a salad, three cups of coffee, and, and equal three, e- equal yeah. amounts a one of wine. Ratio. And I yeah, feel that's like where I'm at too. My I do feel like I've bared my soul. Yeah, I I don't want to listen to this. I want to very okay. Oh Kelly is okay. On that note, I wait. Th- I do want to just reiterate. Um, <clears throat> I got some feedback that there wasn't enough Michael Hastings content, so I just want to get into it. A little bit. The fine. The thing that I hyped up the Michael Hastings stuff because I thought it was funny and I didn't realize that people were like looking for that content. I, I don't think as many people as we think know about it know about it. <laughs> okay. Because we're both kind of, I don't know if you've gotten it, but we're a little kooky. <laughs> we're like the kind of girl you see at a party and you say, what's her story? And right. then she just talks to you for 45 <laughs> minutes about shit you don't care about. That's us. Yeah. We're sort of like there was that <laughs> SNL character, the girl you wish you hadn't started talking to at a party. But we're like that. But like she was not informed, but we're like overly informed mm-hmm. where you're like, OK, she's just saying weird stuff. <laughs> like I just like don't. So Michael Hastings was this reporter and he had done a report on McChrystal in Afghanistan that had ultimately gotten McChrystal fired from his post as like the head general in Afghanistan. 
and this was under Obama. And then he, the last thing, the literal last thing he published was on BuzzFeed. It said, why do Democrats love domestic spying? Yeah. And then literally like a week later, and he was doing reports on Bo Bergdahl, on John Brennan, the CIA director who just lost his security clearance. I just don't think any And of- on Obama's birth certificate. And literally like a week later, he loses control of his car? I just don't think any of those stories are big enough for him to be murdered. Are you kidding? I am not kidding. You're nuts. Yeah, I am nuts, Kelly. But not for this one. Oh, my God. Guys... Yeah, look it up. Go on a wormhole by all means. I cannot stress this enough. Listen, I believe that the government murders people all the time. I'm 100% on that. I totally believe that. But this bro, and maybe they did do it because he had such a checkered yeah. hat. Okay. Um. Well, thanks for listening to this special robot birthday episode of FOH. Yeah. And enjoy... Knowing what it's like to talk to us when we are both drunk. We're not drunk. Were, are you drunk? I'm not drunk. Yeah, me either. Okay, great. Um, please review, rate, and subscribe uh, only if you really like us. Otherwise, just take us. Yeah, take I know this one we out. Got a four star review. Okay, I'm happy with a four star review. It means people we don't know are listening to the podcast, and we thank you for your honest okay. feedback. Thank you to Roger Ebert. Okay, <laughs> you think you're a fucking critic? Okay. Everyone, have a great day. We love you so much. Love you. Bye. Bye.